All right. Well, I don't know if we will. We'll have to probably edit some of that out. But yeah. Hey, folks, thanks for tuning in. Please join us over at RivianStories.com for all the latest Rivian news. Maybe pick up yourself a T-shirt while you're there. Thanks. It is great to see you guys. And it's, you know, Likewise. a lot of our faithfuls are like, what? There's coming back unannounced. Yeah, we are. I will just put it this way. Mary and Matt, if you guys are listening, thanks for helping me get some schedule time to do this. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Let's jump right in. The first thing, as far as just kind of news, uh, subscribe and like and all that kind of stuff, because we're at least going to get out like four topics on this recording, including some firsthand thoughts about service and the good, bad, and the ugly for service. But I first wanted to talk about a little bit more news stuff. So one would be an e-bike that, you know, this news came out over the weekend. It's Monday, February 6th right now. Are we talking about a pedal assist electric bike? Are we talking about like a motorcycle type bike? What do you guys got for me? It's definitely going to be pedal pedal. assist. But hope, yep. hopefully it has a throttle as well. I, I actually have two e-mountain bikes, and they both have throttles, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Pedal assist is nice, but mm-hmm. throttle comes in handy too. Yeah. Jimmy, what do you think about that? I don't know. I'm kind of torn. I really, I mean, granted, you know, if it really is uh, a small group of engineers, um then so be it. But yeah. I feel like there's going to be a lot of let's work on worst thing first type comments that I'm sure are already floating around. Uh, will it be cool? Yes. Um, but I feel like that would be something that they could just either a partner with somebody that already makes a bike instead of coming up with their own. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree, Jimmy. And I do not think it is appropriate timing for Rivian to be taking their eye off the ball, so to speak. I mean, I want to see as many R1 vehicles getting produced and as possible. Yeah. I mean, especially, especially when you think about, for instance, the Mercedes deal. I mean, that, that made a ton of news when it, was first announced with the partnership for the sprinter vans in Europe. And then literally three months later that gets canceled. Yeah. And that, but but let's make an e-bike. Yeah. And that is absolutely a part of their core business, right? I mean, they are making vans. They do want to get into the European market and have been doing hiring over there. Um, right. maybe that was just too big of an investment. I don't know, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to see them focus on their core business first, for sure. So I understand that. And I had Trek pulled up here because I wonder if there's a lower hanging fruit with just partnering with the right, you know, company like they've done with Amazon or like you're just talking about like other uh, partnerships for vans and other companies and whatnot. Um, so well, we'll like see. They've done on a lot of accessories. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. the rooftop tent, the the crossbars. The I mean, I think partnership could definitely work. Yeah. So I do get it. I guess a little bit of 
not pushback, but just me for the sake of saying the other side. And I would honestly tend to maybe be a little bit more on the other side. I don't disagree with you guys at all, but I guess what I'm saying is if it's just like a few engineers, I don't know that it really slows down production at the plant any, you know what I mean, with where we're at right now. There's also just this eye towards the future. Companies absolutely have to plan ahead, especially with their product roadmap. But you guys aren't saying that either. You're saying like, this just seems so far a little bit off their core competency, core product offering that it's kind of like, hmm, yeah, but I still kind of like it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I understand cool. though. I do understand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it is cool. I just feel like, again, there are going to be enough people that are going, well, if we have, if there's enough engineers that we can pull off of whatever, wherever, whatever project they're working on to work on this, why wouldn't they use those engineers to say, like, work on, leaning out and figuring out where where they could do things better on the line, maybe. I mean, obviously, depending on what kind of engineers these people are, obviously, too. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be enough people that are going to be hating on, hating on Rivian for moving away from what they're doing. Well, really, and really well right now. Skylar might have something else to say about this. So say, say it, Skylar. Jim, you've brought up the perfect segue to the next topic, which is the 6% layoff that just came last week. And it's definitely easy to kind of criticize, you know, people losing jobs and bleeding cash and, you know, trying to extend runway and being willing to cut jobs, yet also still develop new programs that don't exactly feel like it's in the core <laughs> product roadmap, you know? Yeah. And it it's tough, you know, uh, mm-hmm. there are friends and friends of Rivian friends that were affected by that layoff and Mm -hmm. that that's always tough. I do have to say that I feel like Rivian probably grew too big, too fast and probably need needed to take a step back and Mm-hmm. Obviously, they've got their eye on the thirteen billion or so that's left in the bank, and you know that needs to sustain the company for the next two years. So I feel like it's the right move, even though it's a painful one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think first and foremost, you know, our heart—at least I know. Well, I can—I think I can speak for all three of us that our our heart goes out to those that were affected by this last six percent. Um, I don't want to just like brush it off as this is the phase of business, but I feel like this is kind of that phase that they're in right now. Like they've, they've ramped up, they had hired a bunch of positions, uh, for that original buildup, you know, the first, the first mile drive events that were going on all over the country. Um, and then there were a lot of positions that they just at this cycle, at this point in time, they just didn't need them anymore. And uh, cut work where they felt like those positions weren't needed anymore because uh, they're still hiring, you mm-hmm. know, just, uh, and I'm sure that some of those people that were probably laid off have probably been or either applying or are, or are in the process of already being picked up in those positions too. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I don't, I don't think that's not unheard of. Yeah. And right. the, the thing that gets me is it's not only those that were actually laid off, but it could be more landing on the plates of the people that are still there. And I just hope that, um, yeah. all of those organizations, departments, whatever you want to call it, are, are still able to be highly effective. Hopefully it's more of a mm. right sizing as opposed to simply a cost cutting effort. I'm going to do a little, uh, tie of an open loop with the e-bike thing as it relates to just the broader discussion. We could be here saying like, oh, this is such like a little marginal offshoot that doesn't really have to do with the core of Rivian's product roadmap, yet we really have no clue about Rivian's roadmap. And if we zoom out at one point, I remember specifically RJ talking about the future of transportation over two and three decades and how it will look dramatically different than it does right now. And let's just not forget, like, I, I'm a suburb guy that lives in a small town, you know, of 130,000 people to where there's not a bunch of traffic jams. But I know that a lot of big cities, bikes are a great way to get around. And then obviously in a lot of other parts of the world, big cities are, a gr or bikes are a great way to get around a big city. Any kind of thoughts there? No, I agree. I mean, micro mobility in general, not just bicycles, but scooters mm -hmm. um you know i yeah. actually i saw some really cool electrified almost like roller skate things that you strap onto your shoes that no way yes no and you yeah wow. you like walk but it helps you walk anyway i mean there's all kinds of creative things mm -hmm. and that will be a bigger part of the overall transportation mix in some places, even applicable today. But I, I do feel like, yes, moving into the future, we're going to see more and more of that, especially in more densely populated areas where the commute isn't as far. But as far as Skyler's concerned here in the big state of Texas, I want my heater, I want my air conditioner, and I've got to go a long way. So... Sticking, sticking with yep. the inside sure. of a four-wheel vehicle. Yep. Speaking of heat and cool and HVAC and power, let's switch that over. That's a great cue to this whole story here. Your Rivian can power your home with an upcoming software update. The R1T and R1S already have the hardware needed for two-way charging. All that's left is software. All right, that's all for this one. We have more coming, so please subscribe. In the meantime, we hang out at rivianstories.com. Click on shop, find yourself a t-shirt. Thanks so much for your support.